How you guys doing today? You're listening to the Fourth Liners podcast, and Bryce, we got some Twitter beef from the NHL um, last night. The Carolina Hurricanes take some shots at the Nashville Predators, eh? Um, oh, I, w- I thought you were talking about me. I was I was beefing the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night. Oh, why was, was that? Why was that? Did they did they beat Florida? <laughs> Honestly, I'm sick of the Tampa Bay Lightning. When has that team ever been bad? When? Why are, why aren't more people talking about this? That team needs to be bad. It's been good for too long. It's not fair to the rest of the league. That, I, I don't get it. That team has always had a star player on that on that squad. Screw that team. I hate that team. <laughs> uh, I hate that team. Don't worry. They, they won't they won't make it up against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the finals, so it's all good. You mean the Montreal Canadiens? Uh, we shouldn't go there. We shouldn't go there, Bryce. Anything can happen in, in a game six, and then anything can happen in a game seven. Man, I, I will go cry and uh, bury myself in a hole. If that you've happens. Gotta, you, you've got to be done, right? Like, if the Leafs lose that series, like, you've got to be done you know every right. every year i think i am and then i end up putting the jersey back on and cheering for the leafs and uh i don't get it that, cl- that clown makeup it'll get better the clown makeup eh? yeah i know my loophole jersey oh wow <laughs> joffrey loophole man that every every leaf fan at least has a joffrey loophole jersey hanging in their closet so every leaf fan has wasted 200 dollars at one point in their life on joffrey loophole or either <laughs> or Dion Phaneuf. It doesn't matter. Well, Dion, Dion. Okay, Twitter beef. Twitter uh, beef. Nashville, Carolina, right? Yeah, man, it's pretty funny actually. I mean, Carolina's done well with their marketing here, uh, keeping the fans engaged with the the NHL right now. Like, kind of ruthless from the Carolina Hurricanes, where they. Kind of the so the situation is their caption was a banner night in Nashville, which you can already tell this is gonna be bad. So they have three banners um, in front of the Nashville Predators team, where there's a picture of them with like the Prince of Wales or something. And the first banner says second loudest team in the NHL, which they're implying Ouch. that Carolina is the loudest team. And then Creed sure. played during the intermission, which I guess they played a movie in the intermission, which I don't. Weird. It's very weird at a hockey game. And then. Taylor Lewin crushed a beer. I don't know if that's a football player or whatever that was attending Probably the game. Probably a football player. Yeah, I think Tennessee Probably. Titans. Probably. Who knows? But and then and then get this: the Nashville Predators. They didn't even come back. They blocked the Carolina Hurricanes. And that's pretty funny, man. To block another team. Yeah, like like you couldn't have a comeback. I mean, they're just they just got silent after that loss. I mean, and then the Carolina Hurricanes were done after they got blocked. They tweeted, we got friends in low places. <laughs> and then, oh. then it was done after that. And <laughs> I loved that. It was amazing. It like, gave me a good laugh. The Canes marketing is so good. Like between the storm surge and then bunch of jerks last season. Was that last season? That was last bunch season. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like their marketing is so good. I love seeing the personality from the teams on Twitter for sure. Man, that, that- My favorite team's Twitter personality is dead. Just dead 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 content dead content it's just not even i hate the vancouver canucks anyways <laughs> the who uh, exactly <laughs> exactly i mean the carolina hurricanes basically turned around their franchise with all this this their their media people and the storm surge and their twitter like i really like what they're doing they definitely put the team in a different light like for the longest time people like that team was just kind of like a dead zone and it was boring people wanted it moved out you know people wanted carolina to go to like quebec city or something and yeah you know it's just kind of how it was going but carolina's like given itself like a personality which now it would almost like sting like to see the move you know yeah i mean i i definitely don't want to see the move now after their success them beating the the Nashville Predators. I mean, the Nashville Predators actually made it hard for them. I'm surprised they brought it to Game Six. I thought it was an easy Na- four Nashville game played a good series. They yep. played a good series. Like Nashville has nothing to be ashamed of this season, man. They crawled back into that playoff spot. They gave arguably the best team in the league a, a real, a real tough go. And I mean, you know, they they get to go into next season with all of their horrible contracts. One guy and, that comes you know, to mind, though. That was amazing for the Nashville Predators in the series. Yossi Soros. Or that's how you say his name. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we've said it before, man. Uh, Nashville's goaltending situation is going to be really interesting with Soros and Askarov both yeah. being young, both being highly touted. It's going to be really interesting to see. I, I think Seattle takes like Duchesne or something off them, Johansson. Yeah, because we we kind of we kind of underestimated them in the last last episode or whatever episode we talked about them, and we we said we didn't see them taking because of their contract, but. Honestly, they kind of proved that they can still play in the playoffs here, and I would easily take one of them. I mean, I don't know who, but they, they would be a good t- uh, player for their franchise. They've obviously got talent. They just need maybe a change of scenery. You know, maybe they're just stuck. Yeah, that works for a lot of guys, right? So, yeah, see what happens. But, yeah, so so Nashville uh, is out. Carolina moves on. We've got some other teams that moved on. Um, we could, I mean, Florida Panthers are out. Tampa Bay Lightning moves on pain so sad for you brace pain who am i like who do you cheer for now who do you cheer for now who do i cheer for uh winnipeg i guess winnipeg oh wrong team wrong team you think i'm gonna cheer for the leafs you have to i don't so you're saying you're saying the winnipeg jets are going to the stanley cup finals well i'm rooting for them too i mean i think the jets have a very good chance at beating toronto I mean, yeah, they do have a great team. Let's be honest. I mean, their defense are kind of lacking. So, once not, once not to not to throw shade on Montreal though, like Montreal has put themselves into a position to potentially win the series. So, yeah, they do. They have they've been a pain in the ass for Toronto. I mean, Toronto maybe a lot of pressure was on the game there, but they had John Tavares in the stands, and he he was skating uh, before the game. He doesn't play again these playoffs, right? Like, there's no way. No, I don't think that's what they're aiming for. I can honestly see them aiming for maybe next round or the round after if they go that far. Don't want to jinx anything. Knock on wood. But I will not knock on wood. <laughs> I will I will take that jinx and hold <laughs> on to it. Brace, I will come over and knock your hand yourself on the wood. Oh, dude, no, dude, come on. Come on. I can't cheer for that team. I just can't. Okay. I'm sorry. I, mean, I can't. I guess you couldn't force me to cheer for the Vancouver Canucks, so I get you. I, get, I probably I get could, it. but, like, it's, dude, you don't hate the Canucks the way I hate the Leafs. Yeah, I know. I know I know your, your theory with the Leafs, but, I mean, yeah, but John Tavares, like, I thought the guy who had a spinal injury and everything, but it ended up being a concussion and then two weeks for his knee injury, but then he's on the ice with Felino and gray jerseys. I mean, yeah, they're not with the team, but... He's skating, which I did not expect that at all, like, so quickly. I didn't expect that either. I, I thought he would have been, you know, sitting in a dark room for, like, the next six months because his head, you know? So that's pretty that's pretty spectacular. I was really happy to see that. I mean, you never want to see a player get hurt like that. No, yeah, exactly. It's kind of nice to see him getting back and up, and, you know, I'm sure he, won't, he wishes he was, he was out there with the, the team and the boys miss him as well. I, I heard that they asked him – um, like how how does it feel having him in the stands or like it feels amazing just having him there and the support by him i think they really like, like their captain and i think he really supports the, the boys that's good i mean i'm happy for him yeah me like, too that's you know I'd, I'd love to be able to see him play again this season that would just be the cra- the craziest story ever that would be that would be yeah. not quite paul korea-esque you know off the floor that's legendary that's legendary but i mean it would be it would be up there oh yeah so. he comes to win the series i mean he's probably not coming back to the series but have you heard that the ticket prices because montreal is now allowing fans next game no way yep ticket prices are five thousand dollars a ticket i hate being a hockey fan in this country man <laughs> i know man you got to be rich to go to the game imagine being a diehard hockey fan in florida in arizona in california you're living I mean, the life go to every game you're living the life every game man up here man it's like it's like a whole trip it's a whole family commitment to be able to afford a ticket <laughs> it's a privilege it's just... in canada to go to an nhl game honestly it is it honestly is i mean i i'm pretty sure every team is like that maybe not maybe not calgary or edmonton like i, I don't think they have like outrageous ticket prices maybe edmonton does because mcdavid but yeah I mean, I know Vancouver's that way. I know Montreal's that way. I know Toronto's that way. Ottawa's not. I mean, no, if you're a big time no. Sens fan, you could definitely go to Ottawa games for not too much. Depends. Depends how much money Melnick wants to squeeze out of you. 
But yeah, like that $5,000, man, that sucks. That's that's really stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I get maybe they don't want like a lot of people trying to get tickets because there are not a lot, a lot of people in. I think it's around like maybe, I could be wrong, I think it's like 2,500 in the building. So they also can't a lot, lot, they can't let a lot of people in the building. So maybe that just reduces like the amount of people trying to get tickets. Um, but you look at the states, like, the Vegas game, the Carolina crowd, the Nashville crowd, it is packed in the States. And Florida crowd, too. It, Florida yeah, crowd, it yeah. Cool. It's cool to see because we really haven't cool. had that in, like, years or a year or in a bit or whatever, how, how long it's been, right? It's crazy to see. I think the Florida Panthers led the league in attendance this year. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's weird. That's weird to hear. That's, that is a... <laughs> What timeline is this? The Florida <laughs> Panthers are leading the league in attendance. I mean, oh my god, oh what a what a time, eh? What a time! But I mean, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure in Florida they give away tickets so people go to show up to the games. Ah, uh, they do. That was actually a big problem for them. They were giving away too many. Oh really? That's actually a thing. Yeah, I was just guessing. Yeah, no, uh, a few years ago, man, it came out that they were giving out too many free tickets. It was crazy, man. You, you you got a free ticket if you bought a hot dog type stuff. Like it was it was oh, nuts. My God, imagine that here in Toronto or Vancouver. Then uh, I would. I mean, I'd get so nuts. many hot dogs. Uh, we got a big game seven tonight. We do have a big game seven. A surprise game seven. Honestly, I didn't I didn't see it going this far. Who did? I don't I know. Mean, we we didn't. That's <laughs> it's nuts, man. Minnesota's just playing a really balanced game man so many of their players have goals yeah like kapersov he continues his flashy play into the playoffs and every play he makes is just a highlight reel play and oh, you hold your breath when it's on it when the puck's on a stick man you do your, your heart stops like you're gonna like what is this gonna do guy gonna do next right yeah he's turning into the real deal panarin 2.0 he like, yo definitely He's winning the Calder for sure. I mean, I called Robertson when we were doing it, but I, I changed my mind completely. Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely Kaprizov. Oh, definitely. for sure. Man, I, he's only 24 too, so the argument that he comes from the KHL, you can't even argue that. No, no. I mean, I don't know. It uh, You got a lot of goals from like depth in there. Eric Snack, Ryan Eric. Hartman has a couple. Yeah. Jordan Greenway has one. Kevin Fiala. I mean... Have you been watching much of the games? I have been watching some of the, actually the Minnesota and Vegas games because they're later on in um, where I am. So where we are, <laughs> I'm acting like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're later on after the Leafs game. So sometimes, not tonight, but that's so why I just I, t- I tune into it. And they're actually pretty exciting games. And the score changes like dramatically every time I watch the game. And it's it's an exciting two teams that are facing each other. If you think about it, Minnesota is an exciting team, and they're showing that they're the state of hockey. Man, you look at uh, Vegas's scoring depth. Man, it is all Mark Stone and Alex Tuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are the. I mean, scores. I guess our, I guess our, I guess our Mark Stone rating was pretty good. Oh yeah, Mark Stone is a beauty. He's I think he's by far top five player in the league now. After Ooh. this year. Is that, a, is that a hot take? Mark's Fourth top liner's five? hot take. Top five? Okay, should I lower him to top six? I mean, would you argue like that maybe, he's not? Like, I could maybe see him in like 10th or 9th. Okay, maybe that's more reasonable. Maybe I was just being optimistic, but... I'm, I mean, yeah, the top five is just crowded. Like, there's like... Yeah, like, I mean... You know, McD- McDavid, Dreisaitl, Ovechkin, Crosby, Matthews, McKinnon. You know, like that. That's the like Mark Stone's not quite there, but I, he's not far behind. No, he's not. He's not. He, but he's he's an outstanding player every night, and I think he's part of um the the Vegas Golden Knights success, and he's a great captain for that team. Big time. Um, has it like has the goaltending not been there for Vegas or what? I don't know. I, I mean, Flurry and Leonard go back to back. I don't know who's played more, or one goal he's only been playing. I haven't really been paying attention to that. Flurry's I think it's played fl- all games. Flurry, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Wow, if, dude. I don't think you can blame Flurry, or is he done? No, he has bad. a one point six six and a nine three five. So, 
what's happening? I don't know. Minnesota's just getting the big goals. I think Minnesota's just like they have a rush going into the playoffs, and once they can get the deeper they can go, the more excited they get, and the more they take advantage of it. That's crazy. It is crazy. Man. I never, I, I didn't expect this series to, to play out like this. And I mean, Cam Talbot. I mean, can't say enough about him. Man, been a hero. Unreal. I mean, big difference between Cam Talbot and Sergey Bobrovsky, who makes eleven million and sits on the bench. Oh, Sergey. Sergey, Sergey, Sergey. No smear for you, Sergey. No, my gosh, dude. Goes gets eleven million dollars in a state that doesn't even have income tax or something like it. I don't know. That's why so many guys like to sign big contracts in Florida because they don't have taxes. But I mean, sheesh. It's I don't know. Like, if I was Florida, I'd I'd want to run with Drieger and Knight next year. I don't want to go back to Bob. No, I would. I would definitely. Go. Knight's the future of that team. Yeah, he had a great game. He did. Uh, was that a game five? Yeah, he had a great game five. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he for how young he is and going to the playoffs like this, that just shows his potential. Yeah, now he's the real deal, man. Like I said, I don't know how you, I, I don't think you can get rid of Bobrovsky. How long has he signed for? Oh, like, I think like seven years. years. Seven. Oh, my God. Yeah, or five, six, whatever. He's a long long term deal, but rest in peace. Yeah, they're going to have some cap issues there with him. And they're going to try to get rid of him eventually, I call it. I think they are. Um, but someone will take him. It's Bobrovsky. Or he'll go to the K- KHL in Russia, pay him more money. I mean, like, I feel like if he was on a better deal, he'd be a prime target for Seattle. But, like, oh yeah, he's, like Seattle's not going to want to take that $11 million. No, not at all. I mean, yeah, just, it, I mean, Seattle does have to fill up some cap, too, right? They can't be under it. So... Maybe that's the guy they take. I don't. I don't see Florida really letting him go. I see them letting go uh, Drieger instead. I mean, which sucks because Drieger's like really good. He is, but you don't know if it's just this season because sometimes that happens with goaltenders, right? So yeah, there's lots of one hit wonders for sure. Yeah, so you never know. Um, yeah, I mean, go back to Minnesota and Vegas. I mean, I'm definitely tuning in tonight. There's just an exciting two teams this year i mean minnesota's just been impressive i thought they were a team at the beginning of the season i would not picture them here in a game seven with vegas in the first round no i did? i thought they were in a lottery pick position and i don't know the last couple of years vegas's goal scoring has just kind of dried up in the playoffs it happened against vancouver as well like yeah they got dem code you know and hey man when you get dem code it's hard to come back but um i mean sure. you see vegas they've they've always made the playoffs they've never um, really failed at making it. So no, no. they've they've always been a top team in the league. But now, do they, if they lose this series, is this a downfall for Vegas? I don't know. Ah, uh, I, mean, I don't think it's a downfall. It it would be definitely disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they might want to look to make some changes if uh, if they lose this series. But I I I don't think it would ever be like a full rebuild for them. Not for a long time. No, no, not for a long time. But, I mean, if they lose... I mean, their goaltender situation, they can't keep both of them forever. So, it'd be... Flurry's got to retire at some point. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> interesting to see, like, what they what they do if he doesn't... If he takes his time to retire and... Because um, he's still playing, like, top... top t- like, yeah, it's Mark crazy. Mark Flurry is still statistically a top five goalie in the league. He's, I mean... He's worth that first overall pick, let me tell you. Yeah. But... Um, all right, Islanders and Bruins. Who you got? For the second round, um, I got Islanders, man. I mean, I know Bruins. The Bruins are doing really good in this playoffs. I mean, they they took out the Washington Capitals, which I had in my bracket going through, and I think that had them going to the conference finals or whatever they call it now. But man, the Bruins really took over Washington, and I can see them being a pain in the ass for the Islanders. But the Islanders is just a team where they have a lot of guys down the line and they they're every line is just solid you know what i mean they don't have like any Mm -hmm. missing spots they're not star players i mean they have matt barzell but and palmieri i was gonna say the islanders really don't have like a premier star like barzell is the closest thing they have to that yeah um and like you know the islanders rely on their depth scoring and it came through in the first round man you have Josh Bailey, three goals. Brock Nelson, three goals. Palmieri, three goals. Anthony Bovillier, three goals. All over the board. Like, 
Yeah, Eberle, two. Pulock, two. Mayfield, one. Peugeot, one. Six assists for Peugeot. Like, this team yeah. is, like, stupid stacked on, on, on offense, like, when it comes to their death scoring. And then their goaltenders, they're both excellent. Yeah, like, they can play. Uh, although Sorokin really took over, but. Well, they can play any goalie anytime. They, if, whoever they're feeling. I mean, I'm pre- pretty sure Barry Trot said we we went into the season playing two goaltenders. We're gonna go into the playoffs like that too. So yeah, I mean Sor- Sorokin, like like Varlamov, the two games he played, he lost both of them. He wasn't like abysmally bad, like statistically. I don't know if he let in any soft ones, but Sorokin came in and took over nine four three save percentage, one point nine five goals against average. Yeah, and that's interesting too because to have a nine point four a point nine four three save percentage and still having a 1.95 goals against average like that goals against average is a little bit high for me to 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 pair up with that save percent save percentage so what that tells me if i'm doing the math right is that the islanders are not surrendering a lot of shots no i'm i mean you go back to their defense too where they have a pretty decent defense core as well i mean leading with ryan pulak i mean nick letty um, they're not superstar of defense, but they're solid defense that can reduce the shots taken at the goalie, which helps them win at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Right? And, I mean, to take down the division champs, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is pretty sad. That's my American team, my American favorite team. Um, I thought they were going pretty far in the playoffs after their season. but So did I. I mean, the Islanders are tough in the playoffs. They really are, and it's they're a pain in the ass, but... I mean, well deserved. I mean, I gotta give, I gotta give credit to them. I mean, that the the goalie duo they have there and just their depth is just amazing. And Barry Trotz is a Stanley Cup winning coach. He definitely knows what to do to win against teams like Pittsburgh. Big time. I mean, Trotz has done it all before. You know. Yeah. He was the coach of the of the Caps, and they saw Pittsburgh a lot. You know, so he's he's used to that team. But like, I think the Islanders are a serious dark horse to potentially win the cup. Yeah. Like. They're going to, like, I'm I'm picking them to be Boston as well. And then, oh my gosh, can you imagine, like, an Islanders versus Kane series? Insane. I mean, Insane. Whoa. Man. Whoa. Who are the Canes going to play? They're going to play... Tam- uh... T- Tampa Bay. Your favorite team. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, the Islanders against either one of those teams would be a nutty series. I mean, uh, see, for the Tampa Bay-Carolina series... Carolina struggled against Nashville and I know Nashville put up a good fight and they were a good team. They have decent players, but they should have easily won that not in six games, maybe five or four, I think. And going yeah. up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean they struck Tampa Bay struggled against Florida a little bit, but Yeah, it was Florida wasn't a cakewalk for Tampa either. No, but but Florida is a, a much better team than Nashville, right? Than Nashville. They're much yeah. different. So I think Tampa Bay goes past there and maybe faces the Islanders and that's could be a great series too. I mean, it's just hard to tell in this playoffs, honestly. It is. I'm really rooting for the Canes, man. I I'm, I'm sick of the old breed winning and Tampa at this point is the old breed. Imagine the storm surge with the Stanley cup. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah. That Don would be Cherry's insane. going to be pissed. <laughs> bunch of goose. That's what did he be, call them? That's going to be the bunch of jerks. Bunch of jer- oh yeah, yeah. That's how they got the name. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be the yeah the Tampa Bay or the Carolina Hurricanes doing a storm surge with the Stanley Cup. That'll be the last straw for old Don Cherry's heart. That's when he'll just he'll just keel over, man. That's gonna be it. <laughs> Is that what's gonna happen? That's gonna be it, man. He's not gonna know what to do with that. No. Did you ever listen to his podcast? I think I listened to it once. I mean, I didn't. I think I, it's bad. I, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't engaged. He doesn't have a podcast voice. I think he's more of a TV personality than podcasts um i don't know i didn't like yeah. it i listened to one episode then i didn't listen to any more i mean i love podcasts I mean, too so like do we have do we have podcast voices i'd like to assume so i mean hopefully our fans think so uh, <laughs> i mean wow. we try our best we're pretty amateur but i mean i, I just we, we're just sitting here having fun talking hockey i here, mean don here, cherry's just mad with don man he's too scatterbrained like he doesn't stay focused on a topic for long enough no. and then and then like the whole thing with don cherry is like he'd get on the tv and he'd be wearing something ridiculous and you would just sit there for five or six minutes and laugh and have a good time and then once those six minutes were up it's like that was enough don cherry for the whole week 
How long are his podcast episodes? Probably an hour. They're an hour. That's too long. I can't imagine listening to Don Cherry talk for an hour. No. I I, I love Don Cherry. Okay. I, I do too. I'm know, a big I'm a big fan. I mean, hot see, take. He shouldn't have been fired. I mean, that was a little bit crazy. I mean, um, a little controversial, but like, there was there's a, a a reasoning of what he said, and I you gotta you gotta keep in mind that he's. He's a little older than us. He's he's stuck in his ways. <laughs> a little. He's, he's in his mid eighties. Mid eighties. What do you think it was like back then? He's very patriotic to his country. Exactly. He's an old he didn't man. Mean like, it he's bound to say in a bad way. I mean, edgy stuff like that. Nothing against. Like, I mean, I, I totally get. I'd be offended too, right? Like, nothing against all that, and I kind of get why he was in this day and age. It's just unacceptable. But I mean, to be fired, he should have just apologized and but he's just kind of one-minded right so he won't do that he's a good good tv personality he was a good man if you ever watched the wrath of grapes the cbc documentary i loved it and i haven't seen it it's i, I recommend it it's a good watch he's a very family man and you just you learn his backstory and where he's come from he's come from a hard working family he's very about his family but I mean, he just sometimes can't control what he says. He just says it. It's just how he's in his ways. He's 80 years old. I mean, I mean, now you have people saying Ron McLean um, said a oh, comment. That was weird. That was weird. And I, I, don't, I don't even know what he said, but I, I, he, Ron McLean thought it was a. People thought it was a, a gay joke. Oh, and okay. I think I think ultimately he just mixed up his words because. Does Ron McLean strike you as the type of guy to no. make an offensive joke? No, he's a be- very respectful man. I think every time like, he talks, he's just he's he's very intelligent in like how he says words, and he's the most neutral guy on the planet. Oh, like yeah. that's not he just mixed up his words. But and with live TV, right? Cherry live thing, TV. Yeah. Hard. To finish up the Don Cherry thing, like he shouldn't have been. Well, okay, I get why Rogers would want to let him go after saying that because, you know, he's aged himself out at this point, right? Like, he's saying things that you can't say anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. But, like, to just, like, cut him loose after that episode, to not give him, like, a farewell episode, you know, so he could say bye. Yeah. I mean, like... Like, he's not as bad I, I as that, a man that, that people put put him out to no. be. I mean, yeah, he made saying... a mistake, but everyone makes mistakes, right? And he made a mistake and look he's got an old way of thinking right but yeah. he absolutely should have been given like a, the respect of a farewell episode and he just you know rogers just trashed him yeah but hey it's what can you do what can you do i mean i get it, it may, might have been the right call for them um but overall probably but yeah you know, it's just disrespectful yeah it was disrespectful and i mean he maybe should have said it but he you, got, you gotta understand he's stuck in his old ways he's not gonna change I, mid 80s yeah you can expect okay anyways how how do we get into that oh yeah a bunch of jerks Uh, bunch of jerks bunch of jerks but yeah another don cherry minted phrase love that um um so yeah so we got the islanders coming out over top of the over top the bruins yeah for sure i see that happening i mean the bruins are a good team but I, i don't think they have taylor hall which is part of their success right and that accusation at the trade deadline was amazing for them like who they gave up for him and how he's performed in the regular season and playoffs like he he's he's a he's a guy if if the Bruins do win against the Islanders he's one of the reasons one of the main reasons yep he definitely is a major contributor and in order for them to win he's gonna have to he's gonna have to put up some points yeah no he definitely has to and I think he has been so I mean I'm a fan of Taylor Hall he hasn't just been on a winning team so Boston's a chance for that but the Islanders, I feel, have a better defense core than the Bruins. Def- the The Bruins lost Tory Krug, um, they lost Chara's chart like Chara. Um, so oh, the the Bruins are really weak on defense. They are They're right, really weak. I mean, they have one of the best lines in hockey, but that's on their the offense core. I mean, you need you need good defense to win Stanley Cup, and that's been a saying for many years, and I think it's a very true statement. So yeah, and I think I mean, the Islanders I mean, have Ryan, it. Ryan Pulak on uh, on the Islanders is really emerging. He is really emerging. Yeah, I, I like he's coming out of his sh- like he he's always been good, but I think this year he's really becoming a little bit better. He's a step forward this year, and guys like Nick Letty too have been pretty decent, and young guys like Noah Dobson, he's yeah. been outstanding as well. 
Pulak kind of reminds me of like uh, Jeff Petrie. Yeah, kind yeah. Kind of been around for a while, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's like one of the best players, one of the best defense in the league now. Yeah, he's up there. Um, all right, this one's kind of sad. Uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton. Wow. Rest in peace, Oilers. Connor wow. McBust. Connor McBust is mm. done. Ooh, man, spicy. Rest in peace, Mike Smith. Sorry, it had to happen this way. Yeah, I don't know. I just got more power. I kind of saw it coming, but at the same time, I I put in my bracket that I put put Edmonton winning. But as soon as the first game happened, I was like, "No, this is not the same Winnipeg team that was struggling at the end of the season." They 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 came to play, and Hellebuck is a playoff Hellebuck. And what have I been saying since we started our podcast? Don't underestimate the Jets. Don't underestimate the Jets. The Jets are filthy. And to everybody who discredits the Jets, you're wrong. You're wrong. The Jets are unreal. I mean, I won't be praising them when they face the Toronto Maple Leafs, knock on wood. Don't know if that's going to happen yet, but we'll see. I mean, but they they just dominated every game. Even even when they were losing, they came back and won in overtime. Not triple yeah, overtime. I, like, I, w- I wouldn't say they dominated, but like... They they won the they they won the close they games. Won, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they could, the games could have gone the other way as well. But I mean, like Edmonton's a good team, so like it should have been that way. But like Winnipeg pulled through. He here's the thing about Edmonton though. I know McDavid. I don't think he's ever leaving Edmonton. I think he believes in mm. Edmonton. I mean, anything can happen. But the one guy I can see maybe leaving is Drysaddle. I mean, maybe they're paying Drysaddle. In Edmonton, and that's uh, in Drysaddle and McDavid, which is maybe too much for them. And if you can trade, uh, oh my god, I'm getting them mixed up. But Drysaddle for two other players to make your core even better, why not? And free up some cap space. I mean, there's just I I disagree. I I don't think you move right. on from Drysaddle. Okay, okay. Like like you have like the the best player in the league, and then like somebody who's like third or fourth best in the league. I mean, like I don't think you can justify letting that go, especially when you're struggling for offense. Yeah, I mean, it, I see what you're saying. Absolutely, I just don't know if Dry Saddle would be as good if you didn't play with McDavid. See, that's the one thing I, I was don't thinking know. about it the other day, man. McDavid and Dry Saddle are like it's the same thing. Crosby Malkin. I mean, yeah, it is the same thing as Crosby Malkin. I mean, would Malkin be as good if he didn't have Crosby there? But then you see, Malkin does do well when Crosby's not playing, and then Malkin's also on the second line, which he kind of proved himself, but I mean, dry saddle, the same kind of situation. I get what you're saying there. Um, it's just, you don't know until they play on a different team. I, I think I, you just really don't know in that situation. I mean, he's, he's an outstanding player. I'd have him on my team any day, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Something needs to be done the there. It did. It did it worked for the penguins, you know? And, and like the penguins, like Crosby, like besides Crosby Malkin, like who have the Penguins ever had that's like another premier forward? Um, like exactly. Like there's not really anyone that they really had that's been outstanding. I mean Jordan Stahl when he was younger, but that was a long time ago. And like they were saying that Zucker could be the best winger that Crosby's ever played with. Jason Zucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I think with the Oilers, they just need to find like the right like depth not depth, but like the right pieces to fit with them, you know, and they don't have those yet. Like, I think you can base your offense entirely around McDavid and Drysaddle without acquiring another premier forward, but you need, you need the, the Kunitzes, you need the Gensels, you need the Russ. Those are the guys you need to fill in around your, your dominant one and two centers, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you can find a guy like Gensel and like Brian Rust for that team, you're set, right? And yeah, right now who's playing with, um mcdavid or who's playing with dry saddle someone not compared to uh gensel and rust right maybe pulley rv which is not doing bad yeah right and then maybe nugent hopkins nugent hopkins yeah he's very underrated as well he's a good piece he's a good piece uh for sure yeah but i think there's just something missing in edmonton i mean i heard that they want to keep mike smith because he had a great season which is surprising what's 30 30 something years old (laughs) what's it like koskinen 
uh, yeah, you're not doing no. better with Koskinen. Hell no, man. I I think he's overrated and he's under. He's not a great goaltender. I don't think. And no he's no over, offense, well, he's but overpaid. He's he is overpaid. overpaid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like I think the Oilers just need to find like you know the guys like like you could very much so, um, like base the Oilers could very much so base their team foundation off of what made the Pe- the Penguins so successful because it's so similar. You know, and so like you need to find guys like Kunitz and and Gensel. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, players yeah. who are not exactly like superstars themselves, but when they're paired with like your superstars, it really elevates their game. Exactly, and I mean maybe you bring in some older guys. Like you see the Leafs like brought in Simmons, which he's a great physical aspect to the team. But before his injury, he actually put up some points and scored some goals. And I mean Thorne was the same thing before his injury. I mean. Yeah, maybe in the playoffs they're not performing as much, but those veteran guys help on the team as well, which definitely and helps. Jason Spezza, amazing player, amazing. And they're some of them are being played a league minimum. And for them to perform like that, that's insane. And if maybe you can get a guy like that, maybe your team gets a little better. And for sure. Yeah. Just some older guys. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Oilers will want to acquire one lightly used uh, Louis Erickson from the Vancouver Canucks. There you go, and Louis Erickson might pop off because he's he was a great player. So he's done. Anyway, he's done. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stark. <laughs> he's in the grave. Um, but yeah, uh, the Oilers. Uh, it's. I mean, that's so disheartening for them to lose to Winnipeg in four. But but you you want to transfer the conversation over to Winnipeg now? Uh, like their top six, filthy, filthy. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I mean, you got Kyle Connor, you got Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, list goes on. I mean, their defense, we like we said many Dubois. times. I mean, yeah, I keep, keep forgetting about Dubois. I mean, he's pretty nasty as well. I mean, I mean who else is on that second line? The top the top line is Oh, Connor, Stastny. Wheeler, Stastny's Shifley. another guy. Yeah. He, he's oh, Ehlers. Ehlers as well, yeah. Yeah, like, do you see what I'm saying? And then even their depth, man, with... um um Cop. oh my gosh that really good uh, and yep andrew Cobb, lowry uh, appleton yep like they're good like, yeah and, and then paul stastny dude like oh my gosh team's loaded they got good depth i'll tell you that good goalie hellebuck when he's yeah. on he's great yep i mean maybe in the the trade deadline they could have got a better defenseman um who did they acquire maybe in the oh, trade deadline it was see it's a guy that i don't even remember the name of and Maybe they could have done a little better with that, but uh, Winnipeg. But I mean, I, I their defense hasn't proved to be a problem as much though in the playoffs. So they're getting through, and maybe that forward core is all they need, and that goaltender and Hellebuck. I mean, they got Morrissey and Pioink. I mean, like they're not bad players. Yeah, Morrissey's not bad. I like Morrissey actually. I think he's a great defenseman. And Points yeah, actually got... like he's proven himself on Winnipeg. Demello, has he been there the whole year? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jordy, Jordy Ben, that was the guy. Oh, geez. That was their um trade deadline acquisition. I mean, they could have done a little better than that, but um, not bad. Not... I mean, they got Demello. Yeah, you know, like it's not bad. It, I mean, it'll be it'll be a crazy test for them to go up against like Leaf offense. Yeah, right. The the, the Leafs get through the first round, yeah. but but yeah. I don't know. Winnipeg's an interesting team. I think they have a legitimate shot. Yeah, I mean, Winnipeg, they've been in that conversation for years, right? When are they going to make it far? So, um, at least to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, I think it's a possibility. And hopefully not against the Toronto Police, but hopefully they get past. I'm going to knock on wood again. But um, I don't know. Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a, a force in the playoffs, for sure. Yep. Who else we got? We got uh, Avalanche. Avalanche, man. This is a team that is a cup favorite. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, they're they're pretty insane. They got Landis Gog, McKinnon, uh, Ranson in. I mean, Kadri got an eight-game suspension for his hit. Um, Wow. Which I I think kind of proves him right. I mean, like, how are you going to teach him a lesson, right? Like, he keeps doing this in the playoffs. He keeps – no one – there's a rumor saying that no one wants him. No one's going to want him after his contract with Colorado. 
And you know somebody is going to take it for cheap and he's going to pop off. Exactly. He's going to say, what a great deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to get paid a lot less than he actually does now. I think he gets paid around five mil or something like that. Yeah. But he maybe around uh, three mil, four mil. We, we might need to make an adjustment on our captain's tier list, man. Gabriel Landeskog, eight points, four games played. Uh, yeah, maybe we do, eh? Maybe Up we from do. C, I'd put him in a B now. I put him in a B too. I mean, he's been that Colorado Avalanche team has done well, and he he's a contributor to that team. Yep, a I mean, main contributor. Like, I still like our list, but I mean Barkov. I think he stays at a C. I for now. I think so too. He didn't. We we said in the our tier list to see if he would prove it, but he didn't. He did prove it in the playoffs. See, they got out in the first round, but then you see a guy like Landeskog. We got to move him up. Landeskog needs I, eight I, points I in four games. What Barkov's stats were. I mean, uh, eight points in four games. Yeah. Second on the team to McKinnon with nine. See, there you go. If you can have a captain that can lead your team like that, he deserves okay. moved up. Oh, oh my God. Barkov has seven points in six games, but he's a minus eight. Oof. See, that's the problem Ooh, there. That's problematic. I mean, he's putting okay. up the points, but he's minus eight. No at more the same Panthers. Time. We got to stop. We got to stop with the okay. Panthers. Too okay. much Panthers. All right. But yeah, Colorado. So, yeah, Colorado, I mean, they have good defense. They have, I mean, decent goaltending. Do you think Philip Grubauer is a guy that can win a, a team of Stanley Cup? Yeah, yeah. I think he, on this team, yes. Yeah, I think he's really he's really exceeded on the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, having that top line and that defense in front of him really helps. I mean, and he's actually not a bad goaltender. I think he he's a force to be reckoned with, for sure. Ended being fantasy hockey. It's his fault. It is his fault. I mean, it's his fault. Will you cheer against him for that? Or no, 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 no. Oh my gosh, yo, Brendan sad. Pre- Brendan happy. Three goals, four games played. Very happy, man. I like him. I think he's a decent player. And dude, I- he he was really good on like Columbus and Chicago, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Yeah, he dropped off, he's playing, but yeah. playing well again. Oh yeah, he. I think going on this Colorado Avalanche team really helped him. It's a championship winning team. And they just haven't gone there yet. And they 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 have the the assets this year to go do that. They're definitely a cup favorite for me. I think they win against um, who are they playing again? Uh the winner of oh yeah yeah the uh, winner Wild or Vegas. Vegas. I think I think they I think they beat either either team for sure. Yeah, I I agree. I mean I mean Vegas. I, before maybe the playoffs you would have thought that maybe like vegas could win but like i don't know with how vegas is playing against minnesota and struggling like i think colorado is just that much better yeah i i mean if you if they face vegas the atmosphere and they have fans now is just insane in that arena i mean i don't know about colorado i I don't know how excited they are in their arena i mean i'm sure their fans are pretty great but the vegas atmosphere being in that building is insane and that entertainment factor that they bring it i think that helps them win honestly and oh, they, it's a show yeah it is a show it's vegas baby it's vegas <laughs> i'm trying to go to vegas you want to come let's do it no mask required let's there let's go to vegas just got vaccinated today so ready to go moderna gang moderna gang well yeah. i think i'm getting pfizer so as soon as i get pfizer i can pfizer's pfizer's good too i mean shout, shout down the moderna gang <laughs> all my homies hate moderna mint what about the astrazeneca well astrazeneca is <laughs> for weirdos man ba- uh bargain basement vaccine right there i mean i'm sure it's good that is a, that is a basement bargain vaccine i'm sure Where it's you good your astrazeneca from bro a garage sale <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i pay for my vaccine <laughs> <laughs> the two bucks oh shit <laughs> do you hear it who's cooking my sister She's not very good. <laughs> She's burning everything. <laughs> you can keep that in. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to see all the fans though in the building at, at the the in, the in the American teams and Vegas is I, really I good. Miss it, man. You you what? It was that. I miss like every building being full. You know, I'm I do too. The beginning of next season, we have absolutely packed arenas yeah for sure i mean it's just nice to see 
and like the fan atmosphere really changes the play of the team i really think it has a great effect on the team in a way i kind of wanted it so like i kind of wanted it to be like no fans at all this year so then next season everybody can be packed and it's just like crazy in every arena because nobody's been there for like two years a year and a half it's kind of what i was hoping for like i love seeing the fans in the building but i was kind of looking forward to seeing like uh just every single arena like completely 100 percent capacity like from zero to 100 beginning of next season just like crazy you get what i'm saying that'd be so hyped to see and i mean like say toronto makes it to the playoffs and they face an american team is toronto gonna have fans by then maybe probably but you don't know it's almost kind of lame like having like it's almost kind of lame having like you know two thousand people in your arena you know i'd almost want to have like none although i'm not the one that makes money off the leafs but it'd be kind of you know i think it kind of looks lame to have it like sparsely full it it does like it's not as exciting when it is packed and like you see the carolina hurricanes and the national predators like you hear the the crowd just roaring and you hear like the chants from nashville you hear the chants from carolina it's just a different thing it's and if they did it if they all started next year imagine like people would be waiting for that so long and they'd explode at the beginning of the season yeah that that's what i wanted to see i mean we'll get that from some teams oh yeah a lot of teams didn't allow any in and didn't make the playoffs right so yeah next year like next year i'm hoping like toronto is just like popping off and vancouver you know oh yeah they they will be i mean toronto will be insane because it's one of the best arenas to play in i mean then also the bell center like they're when they have fans in game six i'm pretty sure the 2500 fans are still gonna be pretty loud it's it's the bell center the french (laughs) the french they can't be quiet no not at all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah i mean we can actually venture off into the I mean, I know we already talked about them, but the Montreal and the Leafs game, like, who do you take there, Bryce? I want to hear. Um, I mean, Toronto has obviously been the better team, but, like, we know we know what Toronto does. We know who Toronto is. Yeah, sadly. So I think, I think if Montreal comes out hot in game six, I think Toronto might struggle to, like, quell that, and then anything can happen in a game seven. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting and gut-wrenching at the same time because you really don't know like you would hope the the leaves have a a grab on the series but game sixes are scary once it once you lose game six and you go to game seven it, it, you really don't know what's gonna happen i mean it depends on if the team comes to play that night i'm pretty sure montreal came to win that game because they knew that if their, their season would be done which any team would and they were hard to play against momentum, for Toronto. Momentum swing, maybe. Like, do you oh think, yeah. Do you think Montreal? Yeah, you think so? Like Montreal could come into Game Six with the momentum. And also, is Jack Campbell due for a bad game? Yeah, that's the thing. I've I've been wondering if are they ever going to put Freddie in this playoffs? Or are they just going to roll with Jack Campbell? I mean, I think they roll with Jack Campbell until Jack Campbell gets lit up. I think so too. And like, when, when is that going to happen? He hasn't really been lit up. It's always been like kind of a close score in the games, except for when Toronto wins. And he's but is he due? Is he due to get lit up? Like I don't think so. You know, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I think he, he, he knows how to prevent that, and he's a decent goaltender, and he's come out of nowhere. He's had an amazing season. I mean, people are saying he's gonna be the the future starter of the team, and Freddie's gonna be gone. Freddie's contract's well, up. Well, Freddie, Freddie will probably be gone. I think. I think so too. I think they. I, don't think, I think they I don't roll think with Campbell. That's and that's kind of scary because like you know how goalies can be like goalies can be one hit wonders. They can be. You know? I mean, they save cap that way, but at the same time, are you risking a, a Stanley Cup there because you get rid of your starting goaltender? I love Freddie. If they roll with Jack Campbell, they need to get they need to get like another goalie who's of equal ability. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, maybe they get rid of both and or have Jack Campbell as a backup and get another starting goaltender for maybe a little cheaper than Freddie, but. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but like, I, I don't think I think Campbell stays steady. I don't think he lets in too many goals, but I, I maybe Toronto's pissed off. They want to win for their captain John Tavares. They're still using that for motivation, and I'd like to see them win. I, I really hope so. Knock on wood, one more time. 
It's but, gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be very interesting. I will. I will ex- be very sad to see them lose, and I, I really don't want. I'll them be to. sad. I'll be sad for you. I'll be sad for you. <laughs> I'll be happy watching, you know, the media and stuff. That'll be oh, fun. Yeah. Man, I'll, be sad for, I'll be sad for you. Man, did you see some controversial from the media? Uh, the Toronto Sun, actually. Uh, They're, okay, the Toronto Sun is barely a newspaper. That is the trashest piece of... The only thing worse than Toronto Sun is, like, the Snapchat media page, okay? Like, the Toronto Sun is a horrible, horrible... It's, it's not even a newspaper, man. It's a magazine. I, I know what you're getting at. I, Sorry to cut you I, off. No, I agree. I totally agree with you. They're, they're terrible. And, like, you know what I'm talking about. Their, their cover yeah, of their newspaper put... of John Captain Traverse. Crunched? Is that what they said? Yeah. And it, and it not even that. It was the picture of him with a bloody face and, like, him passing out. And come disgusting. on. A little bit of privacy there. They don't care. And they do that stuff all the time. I mean, it's not the first time they've done something like that. They're just no. a gross paper, man. Like they're li- they're like the clickbait clickbait of of physical papers. That's a perfect description of them. I mean, who subscribes to them? Who pays money for Toronto Sun? I certainly don't. Whoever wrote that article and decided to to put that picture on there and have that headline, honestly, you're you're a clown. I mean, at least they give a different caption i mean i get that his his thing was played on sports center whatever billions of times but put a different caption than captain crunch how disrespectful is that that guy could have had a spinal injury and you could and he could have been seriously injured and that's how you you like show respect for him like that's just ridiculous uncalled for honestly you're right it's not so much the article i'm wrong it's not so much about writing an article because obviously like you can write an article about that but like it's just so immensely disrespectful with the title and the picture yeah like just grow up man yeah it's just gross but it's it's good to see him back it up and skating and i love to see that so we'll see if he comes back eventually hopefully he's all right yeah be crazy yeah all right uh think that think that's an episode there i think it is um i mean we forgot to mention brace it's our 10th episode wow wow 10th episode we this should be a special you know this should be a special it is a special special episode you're special i that's my mom tells me um okay (laughs) but uh that's what mommy said (laughs) special boy (laughs) but yeah to everybody listening thank you so much uh if you've listened to, to all the episodes prior to this one you're you're the real mvp uh make sure you leave a like and and drop a comment below you know just saying what your takes are and if you disagree or agree with us or just saying hey we love to hear feedback and we love to see comments from from anybody watching this stuff so thank you so much for for letting us do uh 10 episodes and having some people along the way that are enjoying them we love your interaction guys like just just communicate with us we we're just a couple of buddies just talking hockey so talking hockey talking hockey boys and boys and girls and we just we love to see your interaction follow us on all the social media we link it on our our youtube and um do everything you can on spotify and apple Podcasts. we were on there too we love to see it there just not just youtube i mean whatever you guys can do download it listen to it stream it i mean if you can only listen to a few minutes of it that's fine go back to it eventually we just love all the support i mean communicate with us just follow us on instagram and have some fun uh, listening to some hockey talk and between me and brace we really appreciated these 10 episodes it's been a lot of fun guys and uh you know i think uh, i think we can easily do 10 more oh for sure and 10 more after that for sure exactly all right uh this has been the fourth liners podcast guys again thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you in the next video go leafs go ah gross <laughs> <laughs>